Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. And welcome to another edition of Day After Dynamite. I'm Will Washington. This isn't just another edition of Day After Dynamite. Are you kidding me? One year ago, I had an idea. Wasn't a very original idea. All I wanted to do was talk about AEW Dynamite. And really, it wasn't even my idea. Somebody reached out to me. Um, They were a former RBR fan. Um, They might still be an RBR fan. I don't know, but I was formerly on RBR, so that's why that made sense. But either way, they had said, hey, miss your Dynamite reviews. Wish you'd still do them. I know that Grapsity is kind of a packed show, and therefore there's so many things you guys have to talk about, but I really wish you had a space to just review Dynamite again, because that was one of my favorite things about RBR. And I went, damn, that, that was one of my favorite things to do. And so I reached out to somebody a year ago. And uh, it was somebody who just happened to have this YouTube channel in their lap that uh, they were trying to build new content for. It was called Fightful Overbooked. Uh, And that person's name is my guest today, the man who greenlit Day After Dynamite and therefore was the most fitting guest to have on the one-year anniversary of Day After Dynamite. It's Mr. Jeremy Lambert. Hey, he's gone. Where'd he go? Will Washington! Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. See, I everybody known. wanted the run-in. Everybody was looking for the run-in in the chat. Should have known. Thank you. But yes, Jeremy's actually here on the show. Uh, yes, I've told this story many times. You DM'd me, and he said, Hey, people want a Day After Dynamite review from myself. Can I do this on Overbooked? And I said... You're Will Washington. You can do whatever you would like. <laughs> Just let me know. We'll figure it out. And here we are. Here we are a year later. A year later. Now, this is episode 47, which means that over a year, I've taken like five weeks off. Um, and there were certain weeks where I, I... I'm not sure why over a year I did manage to take that many weeks off because for the most part day after dynamite is a show that kind of goes a little seamlessly i know that um i've had a lot of travel and stuff like that like i don't know what i'm gonna do mania week this year uh because i'm pretty sure i leave thursday before wrestlemania so and i think there's stuff happening the thursday before mania actually so maybe i should leave wednesday i haven't booked the flight yet so uh you're not going this year are you jeremy 
No, I, I don't know when I'm traveling again. Traveled last night for Dynamite, but mm-hmm. otherwise I don't I don't do too much traveling. I should probably do that more. I don't know. I mean, look, wrestling travel. You know the problem with wrestling travel is if you don't fit anything in around the city, which I, I made sure to make a point. I said this last year because I was starting to feel that I went on what well, I went to 19 shows last year and I realized maybe halfway through that I'm not doing enough around the city. And the reason that's important is because every arena in America is exactly the same. And so if you're just traveling into a city and going straight to the arena, you're getting nothing new out of this experience. They are all the same. It's like you walk in a place, it's like, all right, a bunch of seats and uh, there's a ring. There's the same stage I saw at the last show I was at. Like all of this is the same. So it helps to get some experience in it take in some of what you're going to. And so like New Orleans last year was the first time I was like, no, screw this. I'm getting some New Orleans around here. And guess what I did? I went to Popeye's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually did do that as a gag. Um, but seriously, it's, it's my biggest recommendation to folks. If you travel for professional wrestling, uh, just know that you're going to the same places uh, once you get in those arenas. Even the stadiums, the stadiums all feel the same uh, as each other. Obviously, a stadium and an arena feel different, but like once you've been to one, it feels like you've been to another. I don't feel right. like I'm any. It's any different going to even uh, when I went to AT and T Stadium versus uh, having been to I don't know what what is the Empower Field. Like all of those I've been to, they are all the same. Uh, so get those experiences in. Anyway, as far as WrestleMania is concerned this year, um, I don't know. I'm excited about the week. I will definitely be at Supercard of Honor. Uh, and there's a lot of other stuff I'm going to be at. I'm going to try and make it. Uh, but I have to be home again before WrestleMania because uh, my daughter has her this play that she's in. She is in the uh, a production of The Addams Family. Oh, she has been, nice. yeah, and it's, but it's the Saturday of WrestleMania. So I'm sorry, guys, I'm not missing that. Uh, so I will be doing all the Mania weekend stuff, or I guess Mania week all leading up before. And then I have to head home Saturday to catch my daughter in her play, which is funny because I had to do that last year for Double or Nothing. She had her school, uh, her elementary school graduation, and, or I guess continuation. That's the term they use, right? And so I, Flew out for, I was out there for Dynamite and some other like press events and stuff. But then I had to fly back to Denver for the continuation. Then fly back to Vegas uh, to finish up the trip for Double or Nothing. So that was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. It was a lot of fun though. And I will keep doing things along those lines. Um, hey, don't forget to leave this video a thumbs up. You're sitting right there. Just go ahead, click that thumbs up button right now. Also, don't forget, you can send us your super chats throughout the show. Your Humper Chats, youtube.com slash Fightful is the way to send a super chat. And HumperChats.com is the way to send us a Humper Chat. I've got my eye on both. So send us your super chats. Be like Orion Ben 666 says, happy one year Fightful main anniversary. Here we go. Technically, this is the one year Fightful main anniversary. That comes way later in the year. Uh, because I, I the show did spend half the year on Fightful Overbooked, and then it moved up to uh, the main roster as 
some would call it, and by some I mean me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Glassdoor Gamer says, is it just me, or is there a large contingent of wrestling media that's overly nitpicking on AEW while overly applauding WWE? AEW has been fire lately. Um, I mean, I think it just kind of goes with the the nature of how we have uh, what we've gotten from these shows over the years i do think that i mean sure you know the aew has been a show that for the most part hardcore wrestling fans have been pleased with for the last four years of its existence and so obviously things that go wrong are going to stand out way more than on a show that we've been trashing for the last 20 years yeah, and so when something <laughs> yeah so when something is good it's like oh shit it's back right like it's it's a different feeling and i think you are going to grade things on, on a bit of a curve um but i do think i don't know it's it's nothing to necessarily get upset over at least i don't feel like it is because i don't think and this is coming from somebody who obviously i get paid to review dynamite on a regular and i think that uh ultimately it helps to not have a to not make wrestling you like your personality um and i say that because i think you find yourself less hurt when somebody insults or doesn't like the type of wrestling you like uh i think you just kind of take it as a all right it's not for them that's all right move on and you make it less personal when you find yourself not liking a certain type of wrestling like obviously uh I have nothing against Bray Wyatt fans, but man, do I have fun poking at Bray Wyatt. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, and sorry, Jeremy. But, no, uh, I, I was looking for my Mountain Dew pitch black. All I have is my <laughs> orange, my oozing orange silly putty, which will probably be a WWE sponsored match at, at some point as well. This yes. smells like orange soda, by the way. It's tremendous. Um, no, the, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. What? You guys are haters. On those haters on my guy Bray Wyatt, absolute haters. He rules. I have a Mountain Dew pitch black somewhere in this room. I mean, then the match was successful if you bought one because of the match. I bought a six pack and I chugged an entire thing on uh, during the match on the watch along. I, I down that whole absolute whole thing. Yes, I also did drink it with uh, some Tito's vodka as well, which was it didn't taste bad with some Tito's vodka. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there has never been a, uh, less for me match than that. Um, but, uh, oh, hey, uh, I think we have a run in on oh, the show. Gotta do the thing. Gotta do yeah. it. Gotta, gotta do, do it. it. Let's see. Hi. That's what not is this? the thing. What is this? Hi. Hi. Boo. Where's the boo this person? <laughs> It has to be a Will Washington. It's not the yeah. same if I don't get. But to be fair, Jeremy already did it. Yeah, I can't do it twice. It doesn't make sense. Still should have done it. It makes perfect sense. That's the bit. Anybody can do it. And I call him William Washington. That would have been good too, though. Yeah, you do? Really? That's a thing you call no. me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen my contact in your phone. I don't think that's a thing. Either way, hey, welcome to the one-year anniversary of Day After Dynamite. I think we lost her. She's like on dial-up. Her, her internet is terrible. She's eating food. She's drinking Mountain Dew Pitch Black, I assume is what that is, since we were talking about it. Good sponsorship <laughs> plug. 
She's stuck on some weird face right now. It's tremendous. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous that this is what she's frozen on. Hold on. Here, hold on. We got to make that her dating profile. Oh, oh I tried to oh, solo layout it. Damn it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I went to solo wait. layout. I'm sorry. There hold we go. on. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, we got we to gotta make that her dating profile picture. There she yeah. goes. Please don't ever bring up Mountain Dew Pitch Black to me again. I have uh, <laughs> bad memories of that. Why? Have you tried it? Have you ever tried it? Uh, no, but I was there for the match, so. So? Try the Mountain Dew. I Cody don't... Rhodes says it good. It says it was good. Are you going to deny Cody Rhodes and his taste in soda? Uh, Cody Rhodes has very questionable taste. Have you seen his neck? Um, I don't drink soda. This is tea. Thank you. Ah, you see, Dr. Pepper I, a little bit, don't you? What? You drink a little Dr. Pepper, don't you? I was addicted to Dr. Pepper and drinking yeah, like five same. bottles a day, and I have not had a soda since Thanksgiving. Oh, good on you. Good, good on, on you. I had a Dr. Pepper problem too. Now, granted, that was it's addictive. Fifteen years ago, but uh, I it was definitely a thing. I remember uh, I would do episodes of RBR with like a stack of cans um, uh, that was like super high of Dr Pepper, and now I haven't had a soda in about that's yeah, been about fifteen years. I did not uh, when I worked at a grocery store. I drank soda all the time because mm-hmm. I didn't pay for them. Um, so they weren't supposed to be free, but I just didn't pay for them. And, um, and had a bill one day. I stopped drinking soda then, and then I didn't have one again until like two years ago. And then I just started drinking them and I was obsessed and I was like, Hey, I gotta stop this. So, I mean, (laughs) as I've said on this very show, water's cheap and that's why I drink it. Uh, because That's at fair. the end of the day, when you're at a restaurant and you could just say, oh, just the water. That's, that's hey, what I do. I'm not you save like five bucks. Yeah. I'm not paying $3 for a drink. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. See, that's when I, that's when I get a soda because I drink water pretty much 24 seven. And then on the rare night out, I'm like, all right, let me treat myself to typically a sweet tea, but maybe a Dr. Pepper as well. Well. Share Delaware with barely seeing your face. There we go. There she goes. Um, so I'm actually happy to have you here because you have been one of my most frequent guests here on this show. Do you know why she's been one of my most frequent guests, folks? It's because she has no life. And so whenever he needs someone, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Book somebody last minute. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That sometimes I will forget to book somebody for the show and I'll look up and I'm like, oh crap, it's Thursday. I didn't ask anyone to do Day After Dynamite, but you know who's always available? Share Delaware. And so. <laughs> I'm always sitting at this desk. <laughs> yeah. So uh, always an easy go to, always somebody who's reliable. See, that's, that's a better way to put it. She's somebody who's reliable. And somebody I can count on to be here in case I don't have anybody. I actually have Tom Campbell coming on next week. Uh, so I've always... Who did you have last week? Last week I had Candace Cordelia last week. So um, I wasn't sure because I didn't know if you'd have Sean or not since he and I both were at Dynamite last week. Right. So original scheduled guest was Sean. And then and he flew out Thursday. Yeah, and then he flew out Thursday. And so I had to... 
shift that around. So I do have a schedule for the show. There are just some times where I forget to look at the schedule and then realize, oh, crap, this was a week I didn't fill. But uh, for the most part, I, I tend to be kind of good about getting these guests all lined up. Um, although Jeremy's booking was funny because it was just something he casually mentioned. And... Uh, yeah, I didn't even know you were going to the show last night until I didn't either until Monday. Mrs. Jeremy, like... Mrs. Jeremy posted a picture, I think, on Facebook, and I was like, "What?" I so last week during Dynamite, I didn't know what the card was. I I didn't even realize it was in Dayton. I didn't know what the card was, and then I saw they booked Moxley and Hangman. I was like, "Ooh, that's not something bad." And then of course Danielson was wrestling, and then they booked Joe and Darby Allen. I was like, "All right, I might have to go out there for this." I, I saw it was three hour away. The wife couldn't come. I was very disappointed by that. And then it wasn't until Monday that I was like, if I'm going to go to this thing, I should probably get a ticket. And so finally on Monday, I did end up securing a ticket and I did end up going. But apparently I casually mentioned that Dynamite was in Dayton. And so I didn't know if I was going. And Will took that as I was booking myself. for the show. <laughs> <laughs> And then Will messages me this morning and is like, hey, you're still going to do Damn to Dynamite today? I'm like, I didn't know I was doing damn. That was how that works. That's exactly how that went. Like this is the first I've heard of like this being on the schedule. He's like, yeah, you casually mentioned it. I was like, I don't know what I have for breakfast, Will. You can't take a casual mention as like, yes, I'm definitely doing this. Play Most of the time, I'm pretty good about confirming the day before, but I was like, ah, eh, Jeremy knows, and I'm and like, does he? No, as both of well, you know, I'm with, glad that Jeremy was ready for it because. I went to bed last night, so I wouldn't have even been able to talk about the show with you. <laughs> well, as both of you know, with kids, is like if you say something one week of like, yeah, I'll definitely be there next week at this time. By the next day, with kids' schedules and everything, it's like, oh yeah, I can't do that. Well, next yeah, week and you have twice as up. many kids as we have, so <laughs> yes, so uh, kids' schedules can throw a lot of things out of whack. You got uh, that's kids. Why I... You got kids in sports and spelling bee champions. So. Yeah, those are the best. I was very, I, I was very proud. <laughs> I was a spelling bee champion, so this is me too. This is a thing. Yeah, no, this is. I didn't know half the words they were bringing up, much less how to spell them. I was like, what? this is a word, huh? What? See, I'm how into you... like. Hold on, I do have one. I do have one. I do have one. Door jam. Spell door jam. I'm guessing this is a trick question because it's you would be. I know, but you wouldn't be asking unless it wasn't like the uh, maybe, like it wasn't like maybe not. It's is phonetic it, spelling. Is it? Is there a hyphen in it? D o o r hyphen j a m. What do you think, Will? How do you spell door jam? Don't you Google it? Use it. it no, use it in a sentence. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> uh, the. I could not open the door because of the door jam. <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Same answer as Oh, Sharon. jam has a B at the end. G-bro, yes. G-bro has it. It's D-O-O-R-J-M-B. And I did J-A-M-B, sorry. I still can't spell it. And I would have never guessed there was a B at the end of this word. And I definitely would not have guessed that. You know, I feel like as, I have never kid. seen that written before. No, never. I would have I would have remembered that that it was spelled that way. 
I, I always thought, I thought like you share, I thought there was a hyphen. I thought that was how the trick was. It's like, oh, there's a hyphen in there. And they said B at the end. I was like, the, huh? What? Did Absolutely the kid get not. it right? Oh, the kid got it right. Yeah. Good. Shout out That's to That's baller dad. shit, yeah. dude. Yes. Yeah. Kid got it right. I didn't know. And of course the wife got, she's, she's the genius. Don't no idea what she's doing with me, but she got it right too. And it's like, no, there's a B at it. I was like, if you say so. If you say so. My my eight-year-old has spelling test every Wednesday, and we don't even go over his spelling words anymore because he always knows how to spell them. He's got 100 on every single spelling test all year. What's and his go-to tactic for practicing, or does he practice? He doesn't. Wow. He literally just, she says that, and I laugh because his teacher, it's a bunch of eight-year-olds, so she uses like a fucking megaphone to like say the words <laughs> to the class so that they all hear it. But he's got a 100 on every test this year. And I was like, you are amazing. Like, because there's some words that even, I mean, he, he was able to spell Thanksgiving in first grade. I was like, I would have not been able to spell Thanksgiving in first grade because I would have been putting like a C-K-S or something. <laughs> like, ain't no way. Yeah, that Billy's go-to because I, I taught him my my practice for spelling back then was, I, I was like really big into, do you remember... Um, Pyramid spelling, where uh -huh. you would yeah, where you would start with the the letter at the top. So if I were spelling door jam, it would be D, then D O, then D O O, then D O O R, then D O O R J, and so on until you make a pyramid of the word and then you draw a pyramid around it and you just get yourself in the habit of spelling the word until it's like in your head. That's what I taught him, and that's like our go to now. Anyway, Cher, thanks for being here. What you eating, by the way? A salad. A salad? What kind of salad? It is a crispy chicken salad. It's from Dairy Queen. So we have three places to eat in my town. So um, It'll take I, half an hour to get to. No, it takes half an hour. <laughs> I could go to every house in this town in half an hour. Um, <laughs> I told Will one day it takes me these six minutes to go drop my kids off at school and get back to my house and their school is across town. So I went at a crispy chicken salad from Dairy Queen with extra chicken and I'm drinking hot tea because I drink hot tea all day long. Nice. Nice. Well, but thank you for being here and thank you for performing the Jeremy Lambert run-in since Jeremy's not, or he, I mean, Jeremy's here. So yeah. Jeremy's not able to do it. And I just clocked out from work, and I'm off work till Monday now. So ah, nice. look at enjoy you your, with your weekend, share Delaware. Share Delaware, everybody. She's eating DQ. That's Best. what I like about Texas. Um, and have you ever seen those? By the way, the the Dairy Queen Texas commercials. Oh, I have no idea what you were talking oh. about there. Oh my god. Okay, so it is the most fascinating thing I have nothing in commercials do I find funnier than Dairy Queen Texas commercials. So um, the way it all goes down is Dairy Queen has, for whatever reason, a separate marketing team solely for the state of Texas that markets Dairy Queen as a Texas brand, despite the fact that Texas, not a Texas brand. Literally, their slogan in Texas is DQ, 
that's what I like about Texas. And like, that's how their commercials go. Like people in Texas know what I'm talking about. Um, but the funny thing is there are people in Texas that don't realize Dairy Queen's not like a Texas brand. It's literally just a separate marketing team who realized that Texans are very prideful. That I did, did a whole like study on it and they found that Texans are very prideful about Texas. And so if you market to them as this is a thing from Texas, they're more likely to buy it. And so Dairy <laughs> Queen and so That's Dairy genius, Queen honestly. literally markets itself as a Texas brand. It's very hilarious. Anyway, talking AEW. AEW had some news this week, uh, such as they announced house shows. Uh, they announced, they sent out a press release, it hit my watch, and I was like, oh, cool, I should tweet this. Uh, so I tweeted it out. Um, AEW announced House Rules, the first AEW house show. Um, and it's taking place in Ohio, trying to remember the exact Troy. city. Troy, Ohio. Troy, Ohio. Of course you would know that. Um, but it's taking place. They made place... sure to hit that over the head a lot last night when they were, when they were there. They were like, Troy, yes. we're coming back to Troy. We're coming to Troy. Yeah. And, and Hobart Arena, um, it's a smaller venue, but of course, perfect venue for house shows. You know, this was the thing Jeff Jarrett talked about. Uh, when he first signed with AEW, he mentioned that he wanted to bring AEW to smaller markets that are likely never to get a dynamite. But at the same time, um, it's a good market to get the brand some exposure. And so that's where these house shows come into effect. Uh, I saw some of the, the lashback at it was like, didn't John Moxley say that one of the reasons he left WWE was he hated house shows and he didn't see himself working them? Of course. And you're probably not going to see John Moxley on many of these. He's advertised for the Troy, Ohio one, of course, because... Man's from Ohio, lives in Ohio. It would make perfect sense for him to be at this first one. Um, but I can probably see a number of the stars probably avoiding these. I mean, they, they advertise like Moxley and, and Britt Baker. And I think Darby were like the big kind of three. Yeah, I see Orange Cassidy's advertised. Okay. Uh, Moxley Moxley's the obviously the big one. And Ohio is the reason for, for yes. that because if you listen to any john moxley interview especially does a lot of anytime they come to ohio he he's very good about doing like a lot of media and, and local interviews and stuff he always makes sure to mention like i want ohio to be like that hotbed for wrestling and everything so the fact that he would be one working last night when it looked like he was going to go on maybe a little mini vacation and working this house show makes a lot of sense moxley has a lot a lot of ohio pride so anytime they're coming to ohio moxley's gonna find a way to be wrestling on that show yes oh and by the way i'm glad the the chat is uh talking about dq in texas <laughs> um and uh dq some dq irving says my name is dq i live in texas i hear the song all the time people knew what i was talking about they said 100 accurate about dq in texas it's marketed as a dq or as a texas brand it's great uh, but anyway so house shows the uh there's a lot of purpose this is going to serve um a big one is the fact that a lot of guys want to work weekly and just simply there isn't the space for them to do so um obviously somebody like a brian danielson who says i want to work weekly is getting the opportunity to work weekly he gets to wrestle matches every single week um even people like 
Tony Storm. Tony Storm, since she's come in, has been one of the people who has said, I want to work weekly. And they've given her the opportunities to work. She worked three straight weeks of Dynamite. This was first week in a while that she hasn't worked. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of guys do want to get those opportunities to work weekly. John Moxley is another one who does. And he, if he does want to work on a weekly basis, he's going to get a Dynamite spot. But a lot of guys aren't getting those spots on Dynamite. A lot of those guys aren't getting those spots Um on rampage and so just because it shuffles out on a weekly basis and the house shows are kind of a good way to get those going and so i see what the necessity is i also see the opportunity to get aew some FaceTime in smaller markets because the more markets you get at FaceTime in the more opportunities you have for those people to become aew fans and uh, and go, oh, this is something new in my town. I've not, I've not heard of this, and go check it out. And so I, I get it all together. That's what Jeff Jarrett was brought in for, and he has experience running these types of towns. I think it's ultimately going to be a good thing for them. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, the tickets for uh, the house shows, like they go on sale tomorrow. I don't it's, know. how it's far. A great, like, like you said, it's a great opportunity for – all the wrestlers that maybe aren't getting a shot uh, on weekly television, even if it's like dark, like people wrestle on dark, but a lot of those are very short matches mm-hmm. and house shows. You can work a longer match. You uh, get the experience in front of the crowd. We talked about uh, Jade and we'll talk about Jade on this show, but we talked about her on the spotlight, how like every single match you've seen from her has been on television. She never got the opportunity to like even work in front of a couple hundred, couple thousand people on these house shows and like when she first started people were like oh i don't know if jade's gonna work out like you know the green the green thing and then she turned it into a green like money which is tremendous uh but you she never got the opportunity to just do that to progress in that manner and now these house shows like you'll get some of these talents that opportunity to progress in that manner people like satnam singh can work maybe a little bit longer of a match on these house shows than they do in these squash matches on like dark once a month and things like that so it's it's great for the wrestlers who just aren't there every single week yeah i I definitely think it's um tremendously more uh it's a much better opportunity than dark for sure because dark you're not you know dark you're still time constrained just based on the fact that one there's a whole bunch else that has to be done uh especially if we're talking elevation because that's taped before dynamite so you're only going to get so much time beforehand they try to squeeze all of those guys in i feel like with the house shows um things are going to be able to breathe a little bit more and uh, guys are just going to get the opportunity to work in front of the crowds more. It's going to be a good opportunity to test what's over without necessarily doing it on TV. Um, like there's a reason that the house show circuit exists um, and a reason why WWE does them the way they are. But I also get why the stars feel like they're above them because at, there is a point where you reach where you're like, I don't have to do this anymore. Um, I don't have to risk injury for something that's not going to air. So I get why somebody like John Moxley is like, yeah, I don't need to do this. Why Brian Danielson literally got it in his contract uh, in the last WWE contract that, hey, I don't want to work house shows anymore and I'm not going to. Um, there's a reason why Randy Orton in his most recent contract. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Got house shows negotiated out of them. There does come a point where you don't want to do them anymore. And you shouldn't have to. But I think as an up and cover healthy oh, medium between like WWE schedule where you're running two, three house shows a week and what AEW is, seems to be doing where right now it's just one and it might only be like one a week. So you can maybe talk, you can balance your stars out a little bit more. John Moxley works one week. Maybe Danielson will work one week. Maybe Kenny Omega will work one week. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit of drawing power on there, but then you're going to see a healthy dose of like Brock Anderson to get him reps. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Brock Anderson. <laughs> People forgot about Brock Anderson because he's he's not on TV. He's not really on dark. He needs these reps on like these house shows. Yeah, uh, that's that's a name that is definitely <laughs> holy shit, Brock Anderson. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean on dark, he's about to start teaming with uh, uh, with the guy who wrestled last night, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, yeah, and they even have a theme made uh and so that's that's gonna be their pairing that pairing has actually been i kid you not in the works for a really long time uh it's not like one of those things where oh uh griff garrison just happens to be hurt and so this is the the consolation prize though they've like been trying to get together for a while and uh i know they've they've actually worked some independence together but now they got to to pull it together in aew um, speaking of which, Bloomberg also had an article today uh, about AEW. Uh, what did you think of this, Jeremy? I thought the uh, the photo used for Tony Khan <laughs> that I really want to pull up here in a second was one of the greatest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Hold on. I'm going to pull this thing up because it is, it is. You have to bring it on screen, please. Something. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on the screen here. I'm, I'm screenshotting it. Um, but it, it is something else. What they it have done. Tremendous. With, uh, what, what they've done with Tony Khan here. All right. Let me go to brand. Let me uh, upload this, this photo here. All right, here we go. Um, 
uh, as far as the overall article, like as someone who has listened to and followed AEW, li- listened to all the Tony Khan interviews and like followed AEW since the beginning, not like a ton of new information in there for me. They, you know, the the stuff with uh, the streaming deal, like even Tony's kind of talked about that before, mm-hmm. but that was kind of the the headline news out of this article. Here's this photo, by the way. Look at this thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, <laughs> look at that everybody <laughs> genetically mutated tony khan right there do you think he approved this do you think he was like had to thumb through a few different options here of like no don't i don't like the way my pecs look right here my titties aren't as tight as ethan pages on this one like you think he actually had to like approve different ones he's like this this is the one right here. i don't know what one. went into deciding on this specific one, but uh, it rolls. It's it's very good. It, this this one is very very good. Uh, but yeah, there's some good information out of that article. I thought, um, yeah, not a whole lot new, but uh, stuff that's almost remaking headlines. Like I saw that they talked about in the article, AEW uh, made a hundred million dollars in revenue yeah. um, last year. I feel like we knew that. Um, yeah, but I. Feel like we did I too. I feel like it's making the rounds again and getting some of the same talking points um, in response to it. Some not believing that's true. Some uh, wanting to ask for proof uh, and others wondering what I I feel like the most important question is more so uh, what were the expenses uh, throughout the year. But regardless, I mean, $100 million in revenue is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Because again, that's... uh, Again, we're talking the professional wrestling landscape and thinking about the fact that uh, numbers like that, even adjusted for inflation, haven't been made by more than two other American wrestling companies in uh, the history of American professional wrestling. So it's a a good look for them. Um, The the streaming service is an interesting thing because, uh, you know... It's it's a crazy time right now for streaming services because uh, maybe even five, six years ago, a lot of the talk was that you want success, launch a streaming service, sell directly to your consumers. And that was a seen as a very, very good thing. It was a smart idea. WWE Network did it. Uh, and everybody was selling their content directly to consumers. And it was a way to really uh, keep control over your content and keep control over the distribution of your content. But in the last two years, a lot has changed, right? Because all of a sudden Peacock came into play and Peacock changed everything. Peacock, um, you know, buying up WWE Network and all of a sudden, you know, UFC doing the thing with ESPN and everything along those lines. Now it became less of a sell directly to your consumers and more so just sell your content to a big streaming platform and then the big streaming platform will handle the distribution um and that seems to be more along the lines of what people are were looking for out of a streaming deal from aew which some thought possible some were thinking okay maybe they're going to get the hbo deal maybe they're going to get whatever but now it's sounding like from this article that uh is it going to be just a straight up aew app I'd be fine with that. I think that uh, I'm still a fan of selling content directly to your consumers. I'm still a fan of, I pay for this, I get this. And 
that's all. But I know that as a media company, it makes sense to get your content in in front of eyes that wouldn't potentially be there. I know that, you know, I look at my dad and my dad watches WWE pay-per-views these days now, things that he's never watched before, simply because he'll be scrolling Peacock for something to watch and it'll, he'll see Hell in a Cell starts in an hour and he'll go, oh, really? All right, I'll check this out. And that's how simple it is for him. And I imagine with it being that simple for him, how simple it is for a lot of people to just simply discover WWE content. And AEW definitely wants to be in that position of quick content discovery. And I don't necessarily know that they have that right now. Do you think ROH and Honor Club is almost a test run for a lot of this? I don't know what the negotiations were with ROH trying to get on weekly television. The fact that it was delayed so long, I know a lot of people thought that, oh, they're trying to get this on HBO or or, uh, HBO Max, the the streaming service and stuff like that. That's how they're going to get ROH. They're going to put that on HBO Max. They're trying to get it on some type of streaming service. Um, And then, of course, they just decided, okay, well, our option is Honor Club. So now Honor Club is basically presenting it to the ROH fans, all the ROH content right there as their own. Do you think that's almost a test run for potential AEW streaming service? And then I would assume the two will just sort of merge together. And then instead of paying $10 for two services, you're only paying $10 for one service. And then maybe it can work sort of like WWE Network did is like, hey, this is pretty healthy. Now it can go to something like an HBO Max. Yeah, I have no idea, to be honest, um, how exactly that is. It would make sense if Honor Club were to be um, that. The the question I would have, as far as any of that's concerned, is, you know, Honor Club, the one thing it hasn't had to do yet is produce any new content. Right now, it's just the back library. Um, And so I would be curious. Now, they said this would be produced in conjunction with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery still. And so one of the things I tweeted out earlier, and this was just an observation I had a few days ago, was I opened the Bleacher Report app because I just wanted to throw on an old pay-per-view. And so I opened the app, and as I was like scrolling through it, I realized there's nothing else in this app. It's literally just <laughs> AEW pay-per-views and Ring of Honor pay-per-views. What is this app for besides these things at this point? And uh, then it hit me. I thought, is that helping or hurting? Like, would it make more sense for this app to be rebranded just like the AEW pay-per-view app? And, like, would that... If the only thing that that app at this stage is used for is AEW content, would it make more sense to just make it an AEW app? Or does it sound better for it to be a part of a bigger brand? I don't know. But that bigger brand isn't doing anything else with that app. Bleacher Report is solely just AEW content in Ring of Honor. I had to be... I was so unsure that that was the case because I'm like, is it just because that's all I've ordered through this or what? And so I like signed out of my account. <laughs> like this is how much I investigated this. So I signed out of my account and created a new account that didn't have the AEW purchase history in it. And still the only content in that app is AEW stuff. There's nothing else in the Bleacher Report TV app uh, on any device. It's solely just AEW content. So to me, I'm like, you already have a bit of a platform built. I know some people don't like the Bleacher Report app. I haven't had any problems with the Bleacher Report app, but I've also been at every pay-per-view over the last like two years. So I don't necessarily know the live experience of it. But at least as far as like the archival experience and going back and watching stuff, it's fine. Uh, I watched Full Gear today from a few months ago just because I'm like, 
I was there, and there's some stuff I still haven't seen. And so I just kind of want to, and so I did. Um, but as far as watching old stuff, it's fine. And if that's the app that they end up like using as the base platform for, you know, just turn this into the AEW app, add all the shows to it. Because the funny thing is, it's all based off of the original BR Live app that AEW used back in 2019. And they used it from 2019 to 2021. BR Live used to have full episodes of Dynamite in it. Like, it had every episode of Dynamite from the first one until, like, the, uh, until they stopped doing BR Live. That went from, like, 2019 to 2021. Every episode of Dynamite was in there for free, which used to blow my mind that people were like, man, I can't wait for a streaming service to get the AEW shows. And I'm like, you know, if you literally just open the BR Live app, and type in dynamite and a date you get the full show for free the whole thing was there and that was there for like two years and nobody was using it and i would post clips of people and be like where'd you get this clip from and i'm like literally just open the br live app they have them all then they abandoned the app and all those shows went but anyway you had the hack there, Will. You you were you were on it. You shouldn't have told me. I even should have just had your <laughs> own archive all to yourself right there. Like, I even posted like a video. Here. I posted a video scroll of because uh, they're like I don't know where to find them, and I'm like literally just type dynamite into a search, and then I like posted a video scrolling. I'm like every episode is here, and they used to put not only were the full episodes there. Um, in the BR Live app for two years. But they used to put the Fight TV uploads in there, which meant you got it with what happened in the commercial breaks. Like, wow. It didn't have the picture-in-picture, picture, none of it. You had full uploads for free. People were like, oh, you need to download the Fight app to, to uh, and then get a VPN, do all that. I'm like, they were literally there for free for two years. But anyway, Tom Talks Rubbish says, congrats on one year of dad. Thank you and always be, or thank you for always being nice to or nice people to me okay there we go i can't read today um uh, yeah tom rules uh kai says bray wyatt had match of the year just admit it just believe my, my guy kai kai knows the deal he yeah i mean it was some kind of match <laughs> of the year uh jacob mccray says i know we don't speak his name but y'all see the article on disco's greatest achievements was hilarious yes i did body slam did post that one um always fun to dunk on disco glassdoor gamer says thanks for responding i guess i just have ptsd for supporting wcw and having it die on me as a youngin thoughts on the house show news we just kind of talked about that um and van twinblade says uh eddie kingston is going for mick outlaw also 2d versus heather reckless and camaro jackson versus myron reed um always love van twinblade with the glory pro updates for us and i think we're almost caught up there's one i'm missing uh oh i'm sorry two i'm missing and they're both from pablo so i am going to read these humper chats here let's get pavlo's in here uh pavlo says uh happy dadiversary will when i first saw the card for this show i thought too many rematches but by the end i thought did i just watch a pay-per-view this is the this is kind of a reach but Takeshita's theme about 28 seconds in reminds me of the original nitro theme um i don't think that's a stretch i had that same thought yesterday about uh Takeshita's theme it, it definitely reminded me of uh just old nitro style WWE music. 
and or old Nitro style WCW music class AWB. Um, Pablo also sends one saying, playing a show in a few hours, so I'll catch most of this tomorrow. Was I high or was there a continuity error with MJF shirt? He was wearing his better than you shirt until the Roosh, uh, yeah, until the Roosh bribe segment um, where he had a completely different shirt on. Yes, that was definitely a He cleans thing. up nice. Looks like he got a haircut after that too. Like he, he changed his shirt after a little brawl with Takeshka and then he... Uh, you know, it looked like he got a haircut, nice, nice uh, beard trim and everything. Took a shower. Then he went to Rouge to offer him the money. All in the span of like 10 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. MJF ain't got time to waste, <laughs> all right? He, he got no time to waste. He, he has he has jobs that need to be done. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. That's very true. Anyway, Dynamite took place. Dayton, Ohio. You were there. You said three hours, huh? Yeah, it's a three-hour drive. Yeah, three hour there and back. So six-hour round trip. How was that trek? That was fine. I stopped and got Wendy's on the way there. Listened to a lot of Taylor Swift. Uh, you know what I listened to on the way back, though? Lonely Island? That shit goes mm-hmm. hard. You listen to the Lonely Island, Will Washington? I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've listened to oh, me Lonely too. Island. Wait. But I will tell you, um, this has been a thing for, obviously... 14 years at this point now and it annoys my wife but uh definitely after we've done the thing i i definitely go i just had sex and it felt so good a woman let me put my penis inside of her i want to tell the world um but anyway yes your wife (laughs) uh yeah so Threw it on the ground uh, might be my favorite Lonely Island song. That's yeah, that's such a good one. Yes, I mean, no, look, Lonely Island was definitely a staple of the early 2010s, and uh, at least for me, in terms of making good, funny music. That is, I don't know, it's it's very. How do I put it? Like funny music typically has to follow along like parody lines or like typically can be of of kind of low quality, but you're like, but at least it's funny. And I feel like they kind of lay the groundwork for like the the little dickies of the world, right? Who were able to make like music that is of good quality, but also like will make you laugh. I had not listened to Lonely Island in like so long, but it's like midnight last night. I'm driving home and mm-hmm. yeah, I got a three hour drive ahead of me i was like i need something that's gonna like kind of keep me a little bit engaged instead of my usual go-to where i can kind of sing and drift off and and everything because i've heard these songs a million times i was like i'm gonna throw on something funny that'll get me like laughing a little bit so i threw on the uh, some of these beats man they really really go hard the rocky beat where they yeah. they they take the rocky theme and turn, these beats go hard some of these lyrics are good oh if you haven't listened to Lonely Island or it's been a while, Mother Lover came on when I was uh, I'm a mother cats. lover. You're oh, a mother lover. We should good. fuck each other's mothers fucking <laughs> each other's moms. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I I definitely remember way more Lonely Island than I think I did. Uh, oh, but as Jeremy's bringing all this up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I do. I remember all of that. It's so good. Everyone go listen to some, to some uh, Lonely Island. Good, good shit. Yes, happy birthday to the ground. I, I, I love, I love doing that. Like just dropping cake on purpose, and then being like, "Yeah, happy birthday <laughs> to the ground," and nobody gets it. 
I think it's a waste of cake, which is very stupid of me, but what can you do? <laughs> Irene C says, making AEW more discoverable, discoverable should be a priority for AEW. AEW has done very well for a four-year-old company, but the casual public still equates pro wrestling with the WWE, and that needs to change. I mean, look, it, obviously this is uh, something that's, you know, you're talking about undoing 20 one or 22 years of the public lexicon having WWF and WWE associated with professional wrestling. That's going to take a long time to undo. I do think that AEW is um, not half as discoverable as WWE in that um, I think should really be seen as a testament to their success uh, in that a, like obviously they would like to become more discoverable. You know, WWE has the benefit of, having a flagship program on network television. Uh, and like, I don't think people recognize how much of a benefit that Jeopardy lead in like really is. Um, and having that highly, highly watched program, uh, at least on Fox here, like right on before SmackDown, huge for them. Um, and of course they are right in front of those 20 million Peacock subscribers. There's a lot of discoverability for WWE programming, whereas AEW is one of those. You kind of have to be in to to even start. And that's a hard one for them. But anyway, this show kicked off. John Moxley making his way to the ring, accompanied by his father. And, you know, I had to do a double take on that because I'm like, well, as soon as I hear Justin Roberts say that, I go, this wheeler yuda his dad and then <laughs> i look behind and i realized right behind him was john moxley's dad but he never said accompanied by wheeler yuda and his father he just said accompanied by his father and so that's what threw me off there and uh yeah i was like is that like a nickname for wheeler yuda that just threw me off i don't know did you pop for john moxley's dad in the i so i didn't know it was his dad until after the the match i was it was driving home i was ta talking to the wife and she's like oh it's so great that uh mox's dad was out there to accompany him i was like oh i i didn't know that was him i saw yuda and i saw somebody else and i was just like oh this is just some random person and she's like oh they mentioned on commentary and she and then she's like i'm pretty sure justin roberts also said it and i'm like babe when you're in the arena all i'm thinking is wild thing i'm singing wild thing i'm not paying attention to what justin roberts is saying so i did not hear justin roberts say that it was his dad i was full going wild thing will so i didn't know it was his dad until after the show. <laughs> very cool moment that his dad was there to accompany him for the match though yeah uh i i thought that was a cool moment uh but there he is he faces hangman adam page lots of heat for hangman adam page uh not a yeah. lot of cowboy shit chance in the building there were some but uh for the most part that crowd was there for John Moxley, as Ohio crowds tend to be. Hell, the man's from Cincinnati, and he got Cleveland crowds to chant for him. Uh, so, uh, good for John Moxley. But, uh, yeah, so, this match was very, very good. One bad spot here, where early in the match, for whatever reason, camera has a very, very close-up of uh, John Moxley gigging. Uh, and you very much see John Mock. They had the close-up shot of him, but I don't think anybody communicated that, hey, that man's got a razor blade in his hand and he is about to uh, split his flesh open. You probably should not be showing that. But they had a tight zoom on it. Other than that, this was a an excellent, 
excellent pay-per-view quality match. How was it in the building, Jeremy? I mean, we obviously didn't see the camera catching Moxley blading. We we didn't get that close up or anything like that. Um, in the building, it was great. So I sat hard cam side on the floor. And so I got a great shot of uh, Hangman biting Moxley in his wound as they're on the top rope, which ruled. Uh, as you said, Moxley, the big, big time hero for this match. And I, I thought it'd be a little bit more, Hangman's still very popular. Uh, so I thought it'd be a little bit more split than it actually was. But man, Moxley was the the full, full on star in this thing. I thought the match was great. I was surprised that Moxley kind of ended up winning. I know that like hometown or home state, like, okay, it makes some sense. But I really thought Moxley would kind of be, get, get this man his vacation. And oh, he wins, and we'll see if he ever does but, those on his vacation. But the, I mean, he's been gone since the January 11th show. That was his vacation. Oh, that's not even a month. That's, he was supposed to take like. Six I don't get a off. month of vacation. Two I mean, weeks. That's wide, a... but <laughs> he was supposed to get like six weeks off to go fishing. Well, so the issue, of course, with all this is that Moxley hasn't been at TV, but Renee has, especially on this show. Renee was all over the show this week. But uh, Moxley, did he win or did he win? Because Moxley himself said on a very, very good road to, which, by the way, I'm so glad they show those in the arena before the show. I think that's a really good thing to do. Um, But... On a very, very good road to, John Moxley said that he was going to put Hangman Adam Page down definitively, decisively, and he didn't do that. He actually barely beat him. Yeah. He survived. They're setting up another another match. People, I see people in the chat talking last man standing, dog collar, uh, Texas death match. Like, they're setting up something for Revolution don't know what it's going to be i think texas deathmatch is a, is a very good shout of, of where they probably end up going maybe it's just a, a simple lights out match um because i think hangman and moxley can can headline that thing uh but i don't know if you want to do like an hour-long danielson mjf match and then do a lights out match i don't know yeah that, how, that's how a little works. tough yeah but i don't know how it works in the building but either way, Moxley wins, but he just barely escapes with the victory after it's over. Blackpool Combat Club runs in, and uh, there's another thing there, though. I felt like there's a little bit of a story that you can tell coming up here of Moxley. Uh, Moxley's got backup, but where's Hangman's backup? Unless we might be heading toward the Elite with you Hangman. You think it's the Elite? I, I think it's Dark Order. I, I think he I think be... it could start well, I mean Hangman said two weeks ago that yeah. he's got some he's he's got some fences he's got to mend. Yeah. And uh everybody knew when he said that he was talking about Kenny. And if that's the case, I actually think the elite versus Blackpool Combat Club could be a cool thing. I mean, it'd be great. I'm all for that. I I think Dark Order is where he goes first and then i mean yeah sure go first and then squash all of them and then <laughs> and why it's like, are you hating on the dark order? it's not hating on them it's just more a case of blackpool combat club like the idea of these guys all being top guys that are fairly unbeatable i think 
him having to call in the the real reinforcements of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks would would ultimately be the bigger story. I think that's a cool thing you could do. John Silver should be a top guy. That's not his fault that he's not booked properly. Well, maybe when... No, I love John Silver. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I say you can't say a bad word about John Silver. That's why I picked him out specifically. I, I love John Silver, and he was really kind to my kids. Um, so he's he, he'll always get it. Uh, we see backstage, the bunny is talking with Jamie Hayter, and she issues a challenge for an Eliminator match next week. Jamie accepts. But then they cut to... Uh, a sh- shot backstage and we see Soraya and Tony Storm jumping Britt Baker and Soraya says AEW is our house. Jamie runs off for help. Bunny is like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> um, and so where does she align? Maybe we'll find out next week, but we got the acclaimed versus a couple of jobbers. They got beat very quickly. 50 seconds because it was more about Beverly brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This was more about what happened afterwards, where the ass boys make a challenge. They want their tag title match. The acclaim tells them that we're we're men of the people. Let's see what the people say. People say no, no, you don't get your shot. However, uh, Billy Gunn was tired of all this. He walks out, and Austin uh, says that he went too far. Um, or no, Austin goes too far. Sorry, Austin says that Billy. Uh, will go drown his problems in the bottle, bottom of a pill bottle, which gets Billy to come back. He grabs the mic. We heard Billy Gunn just fine, but apparently you guys in the arena didn't. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. We didn't hear him. He it was. He said like once he started saying "put your big boy pants on," like the mic had, there was mic issues, and that's when he threw it okay. down and got the got the new mic and had to repeat himself. So yeah, we, yeah, we didn't it, hear him. He repeated himself, and basically he accepted the challenge. But oh no, did Billy Gunn get baited? I know some people think that Billy might be working with the Ass Boys. I don't think that's the case. We've already gone here. I hope not. Um, but I think it was just more a case of he got baited and they outsmarted him. Uh, I think the Guns are going to win the tag titles. I don't know if they win them next Ew. week, but I think they're going to win them. Oh. Uh. And this is the thought I had here on this very show just a few weeks ago. I said that... Ultimately, the end goal for FTR was always still them getting the tag team titles. And I think there is still an opportunity to let them have that big title win. But I think them beating the acclaimed is a mistake. I think that you don't want to take, you don't want baby faces to take the heat off of other baby faces. However, if you have a heel kind of be a go between and. FTR didn't finish any of their issues with the Ass Boys. Um, literally, the last thing we saw was the Ass Boys do the RI, uh, what was it, the FTRIP segment, and they did the yeah. funeral segment for FTR. Um, I think that might work as a decent transition between the two. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. I would just prefer just FTR comes in and does a match with the acclaimed and just <laughs> let's decide who, who the best team is here. I, I actually probably like the ass boys more than like general public does. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I they're the wrong team to beat the acclaimed. If it feels like the team that beats the acclaimed needs to be, you know, needs to be like that top, top team. And I don't need both Billy Gunn turning against the acclaimed either and reuniting with that. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't need all that. I like Billy Gunn with the acclaim. That's a great pairing. No sense in trying to like cut that down or anything. Just have FTR just... They can prove they are the better team by beating the acclaim. And they can prove it by all this time off coming back and be like, all right, we've taken the time off. Now we're rested and everything. And then they just they get one up on the acclaim. It happens, right? Van Twinblade in response to the I just had sex mention <laughs> says, and she hasn't dumped you, lucky man. Um, you know what? Not going to lie. After a while, I got her to sing along with it. It's pretty great. Um, let's Bless see, her Jennifer even says, more. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Mox Hangman dog collar match at Revolution. I feel like we've gone to the dog collar well a little too a few too many times. I would like to see us kind of back off of the dog collar stuff. I'm sure it's building to something, but I hope it's a dog collar match because I feel like we just saw dog collar match uh, Revolution last year. We just had one, the tag team one with um, uh, FTR. Uh, Rob Wilkins says hi, Will Robinson. Thank you, Rob. Uh, and. And then a couple more things. We saw Brian Cage versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Takeshita getting his first big TV win. Um, I I love this match. This was actually very good. I thought I thought it was good. I this might just be me. I would have liked to see just Takeshita squash him. Just go run <laughs> through Brian Cage. Just put this man over. Strap strap him all the way up with all the Cinnabon and just go for it brian cage has gold though but there were some really cool and i know and i think that's why like yeah you got to make it competitive and everything and i know like brian cage is good i don't have anything against him or anything like that but like i would have just gone full board with takeshka just been like let's make this guy right here just you can sacrifice brian cage right they ain't got real plans for him um sure but also brian cage is having kind of a really great run and like i said i thought uh Takeshita got to really show out and show what he's made of here i i really liked everything here um meet normus says what a time my damies thank you love pootie tang references uh he <laughs> says uh the meet normus match of the week goes to Takeshita cage this was a hoot can't wait to see what's next for both thank you meet normus i agree i think that this was uh just a really really great showing for uh Takeshita and really getting to show again he's a size guy but I think people almost forget how much of a size guy he is until he's in there with another size guy and both of them getting to kind of do what they do I think this was a great little 10 minute match for Takeshita we had a backstage segment with the elite (laughs) look I love these segments i almost missed them do you remember the one from 2021 it's it's a very memorable one but uh the one where they cut down the net at the end and yeah yeah. uh that one is so good to me i love that one um and you know they've always talked about how they did that one in like one take and actually you can see like off in the corner a floodlight happened to go off on the side uh, but like how do you stop in the middle of a segment like this when everything else with the basketball shots has gone right and in this one the boom mic slipped into the shot if you're looking at the top of the screen but at that point 
this went so well. How do you possibly like stop any of this? Nick Jackson sunk his shot. Isaiah Cassidy uh, moaning in Kenny's ear and oh. the genuine reaction. All of that stuff was so good. You can't possibly tape this again. This was great stuff. I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I, I loved it. I I thought Kenny was just going to do the old backwards toss, see if it goes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, great. Just is just whatever. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Nick took the shot. And he's actually like good at basketball. Yeah, Nick, Nick is great. Yeah, so, I missed those. I missed uh, trick shot Nick Jackson yes, on yeah. BTE. That was one of my favorite bits, and we don't get those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Oh, Isaiah moaning in this man's ear. <laughs> Got such a good reaction in the arena, too. Uh, so good. I know you don't have a whole lot more time. So, we also saw Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. My favorite meme going today is people discovering that Timothy Thatcher is not British. Because <laughs> they're like, he looks like he keeps... He, he wrestles like a British man would. He... His style is very British, and he doesn't have great teeth. And so a lot of people have just like made this assumption that Timothy Thatcher must be British. They're like, no, this is a white dude from California. What are you talking about? But um, it's it's one of my favorite things is the people <laughs> learning that Timothy Thatcher is an American professional wrestler. Uh, but yes, the and he he does he he app like they've. Christopher Swift in the chat saying he's named like a Brit. Like everything about him screams like this is British wrestling. He is a British wrestler. He wrestles a very British style. He wrestled a very British wrestling match with uh, Brian Danielson here. In the arena, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it came across at home, but I like my Brian Danielson a little bit more striked base and just like you know kicking people's heads in and shit um, oh yeah so him doing a lot of like technical stuff with timothy thatcher the crowd can't don't know how it came across on television didn't really know who thatcher was didn't really react to anything thatcher was doing it was like all right when when's danielson gonna start being brian danielson so oh yes even, we want to yes in a woo even me as the the admitted brian danielson fan imagine thinking this man ain't the fucking goat I, know. I thought it was still very good, but I was like, oh, man, would have liked to see him just a little bit more kicking some heads in and shit. Not not so much. Let's work a, let's work a nice ground game match with Timothy Thatcher here. Yes. Um, this match saw some interference or attempted interference by MJF because we got a ref bump. And I thought a ref bump in a Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher match. Yes, what is happening was- here? Uh, but MJF was going to attempt to use the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Takeshita stopped him. They brawled backstage, and that's where the announcement was made. We're finally going to see these two go one-on-one next week, which is great. Uh, and we that's also... Why, that's why Takeshita should have run through Brian Cage because he's about to face MJF. Don't even go on 50-50 with Brian Cage. But Brian Cage is a champion. Like, it's kind of hard to have, like, somebody who comes out there with gold that, like, you actively promote in this company. And then... That makes it... That makes Takeshka's win all the better. Like, look what he just did to this man. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices, Will, to push that big... That that next guy. And Takeshka, he is him. That's what kids say, right? He is him. 
Yes, that's actually uh, Righteous Reg's favorite phrase is uh, he Reg is knows. him. <laughs> um, do you have to go, though, Jeremy? I think you have to go. We, we, can, we can run through the rest of the card. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to cut, cut short your comments, though, because people tune in for you. They don't care what I have to say. Uh, and I just pulled up the Dynamite rating just to see what it pulled. All right. Um, but anyway, so I'll talk about that in a sec. But going through the rest of the card, we saw uh, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. This is Red Velvet's third one-on-one -on -one match with Jade Cargill. Uh, and the story, of course, being that Red Velvet, does she finally have her number? She's gotten close to Jade Cargill. Nobody knows her better. She had Jade Cargill's first match. Could she finally beat her? And the answer to this is yes. Because visually, she did beat her. It was actually the first time that Jade Cargill was visually pinned by somebody, but the referee just happened to be distracted with uh, Kiara Hogan. But yes, Red Velvet did actually kind of beat Jade Cargill here. Okay, here's my issue with visual pins. Mm -hmm. Is that you can, you can say, oh, they got the visual visual victory and everything, what incentive does anybody have to kick out if there's nothing being counted? This is why I don't buy visual pins on stuff. Because otherwise, I would just lay there the entire time. I got no reason to like act like I'm going to kick out and stuff. I'm not, I'm not getting counted by a referee right now. I'll take my sweet-ass time. And then once I start hearing that count going, that's when I'll take my energy and kick out. But the crowd that's is still doing it. The crowd is going, one, two, three, four. Who cares what the crowd three, thinks? They don't, they don't, they're not official. I I don't know. I mean, like I said, this was the first Jay, time that Jade Cargill was visually like, pinned. And I, I think like that, that this was the most Jade Cargill was taken to her limit. And Red Velvet almost has her number. Maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. Either way. I did sit I did sit uh two rows behind Brandon Phillips, though. Uh, mm -hmm. so that was pretty sweet. So when yeah. you see the spot with Red Velvet uh, right in front of uh, Brandon Phillips and their their daughter, uh, I was two rows behind that. Yes, but either way, um, you know in wrestling that as uh, Redman says, you are right technically, uh, but the trope is supposed to be that they are telling the audience that Red Velvet should have won, could have won, but the circumstances didn't say that. I actually thought that these two. Um, there was like one missed time spot with Red doing the uh, the kick to the outside. Um, other than that, I thought that these two actually had really good chemistry together. And I think that Jade is slowly but surely having some of her best title defenses. I think the sky blue one that she had a few weeks ago was also very, very good. But she is very much proving to be worthy of live TV. I think that this is... Uh, in, in some of the ways that she is um, finding new ways to pull off Jaded. Yes. It, yeah. It, it's coming off better and better each time. I like this match. And, and that's huge that she can, because she's so much bigger and stronger than a lot of these women. Like if she can start doing, like we saw it with the Sky Blue match and we saw it last night. If she can start finding different ways to catch opponents with that, even if the, the earlier portions and stuff of the match are rough, which this one wasn't, uh, mind you, but like a lot of times people 
remember the finish, right? So if you just hit a cool finish and hit it the, the way she's been hitting it, people are just going to pop for that. And then that becomes a thing. So credit to her and credit to her opponents for kind of finding new ways to, to get into that move. Yes. But finally, in the main event, which this isn't the show for that, uh, we had Darby Allen, the TNT champion, defending the title against Samoa Joe. Darby Allen has been having a killer, killer TNT title run. Um, they were not letting him slow down. Like, literally, he won the title on a Wednesday. On Friday, he's defending it against Mike Bennett. They were like, this guy, he is going to have a run with this championship. I thought it was going to continue. Oh, no. But I tweeted earlier. I said that I think of the last 10 years, and keeping in mind that I have been a Samoa Joe fan for a very long time, I think... Darby has been Joe's best opponent of the last decade. Only willing to go decade because obviously I think that, you know, when you look at Joe and, and Kobashi and Joe and yeah, and, and like Joe and AJ and Joe and Daniels and all that stuff, Joe and angle, like obviously that's the stuff that, that is top tier of Joe's career. But I yeah. think when you look at the last 10 years, especially considering I was looking at some reviews from 2013, people were calling Joe washed in 2013. And so that's why I don't think it's outlandish to say of the last 10 years. Um, and, and again, I'm not discounting. I think that the stuff Joe did with Finn Balor was very good. I think the stuff he did with Sami Zayn was very good. Shinsuke Nakamura and the like, but I think this is, as good, if not better. I think that Darby is the perfect opponent to take Joe's flurry of offense because the way Darby takes it makes Joe look better. It makes it look like Joe is out there killing somebody and Darby's the perfect person to take everything Joe throws at him. This got a lot of time and they went for everything in this. This match went 15 minutes, which for TV is a long time. Uh, and these guys just together work so well. How was this in I, the arena? Oh, it, well, there's a couple things, uh, from the arena. They didn't have it playing like on the video board. Uh, you know, the big dynamite setup, they have all those screens and stuff. You just look at the dynamite logo the entire time. So I don't know what the purpose of that thing is sometimes like during matches. It's just, they, they started, well, cause what WWE started doing that, um, as an aesthetic thing because uh, they wanted it in the uh, the backdrop of... They felt like the, right, having right. the Raw logo looks best in the backdrop rather than having a shot of the show. Sure, and I get it. That that makes sense. Uh, but then, you know, there's the giant Jumbotron above, so you gotta, like, break your neck to, like, look up at it, and it wasn't playing on that either. So all we were saying... That's a that, problem. You should definitely show the stuff there. so that's why if you heard the crowd like we can't see we can't or we can't see shit and then like there's this big pop after they get back onto the floor because they finally turned that video on so we could look up and see it but by that point they were back on the arena floor so we kind of missed some of the action uh it was like the crowd brawling and everything so if you were on the other side of the arena like i was i did see where joe it looked like he damn near killed this man when he dumped them on the steps i don't know how that came across on television in the arena it looked like his neck was broken, and I was like, how is this man continuing? And then, of course, he continued and did a bunch more crazy shit because he's Darby Allen, and of course he did, but whew, that looked 
brutal brutal yes. yeah the spot with him flipping over the steps into the barricade that was from my vantage point tough to see as well but i i did see the the gif or the video of that online and that didn't look great either him diving through the table that looked like it sucked uh bless darby allen for taking this shit because i that that man he's made of something because he doesn't suffer injuries or any he just i know going. right i'm he's like this is going. the one every time it happens i'm like that's the one that's the one where he went too far and nope he just keeps going uh redman asking in the chat have we ever seen darby versus jungle boy because i'd like to see that revolution we have seen that match and it's excellent uh that was one of darby's first uh i mean that was one of darby's best tv or tnt title defenses love that match uh but that didn't have a full crowd that was the daily's place audience with limited crowds and so like you got to have some of a crowd reaction but it wasn't the the stuff we've gotten or we got before i think they're gonna do the big ladder match that they do at revolution every year and that's probably what we're getting when like we heard darby say that or not darby um jungle boy say earlier in the show that he wants a uh he's going for singles gold and he's gonna win singles gold this year i think they're gonna do the face of the revolution ladder match and that's probably i don't know if he's gonna win it but i think that's what they're going for we didn't oh, man, see the this Jungle was... Boy promo in the arena, by the way. Uh-huh. So we did not see that. Well, either way, I think that's uh, what we're getting. Uh, but no, this match, this match, this match. Whew, so good. Was so, so good. good. Um, and I even love that Darby going too far ended up being his downfall. Um, that he could have beaten Joe at one point. Darby, of course, comes out with a jacket with thumbtacks on it. And he actually um, blessed Darby for being smart enough to know to stop attempting to put it on but he there was yeah. one point where he was trying to do the coffee drop and he was struggling to get the jacket on and he's finally like fuck it i'm just gonna hold it over my shoulders and jump backwards because i'll get the same effect and that was what he did uh of course then he goes and he uh starts cutting up the the ring mat to expose the ring boards uh but in doing so it took too long and he goes for a dive on Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe uh, dives out of the way. He Darby ends up going to the table. Joe then hits Darby with a muscle buster on that exposed pine. One, two, three. We have a new TNT champion. And then Wardlow's music hits. I knew we were going to see Wardlow here. I just wasn't sure. I thought he was going to interfere, to be honest. I thought he was going to cost Joe the match. But no, he comes out afterward to attack Samoa Joe. Wardlow's hair, of course, being cut off from uh, the show I was at in Denver. Actually, the new look works for him. Uh, I, I wasn't sure how he was going to look. He was just going to be completely bald. But it's like, no, nah, actually, he has a pretty decent cut. It looks fine. And uh, security is holding him back. He starts brawling with the security. He goes to uh, powerbomb one onto the security on the outside. But for those watching on TBS, what we got was Wardlow throws him into the air and it goes black. It goes oh, to really? <laughs> Yes. We really? never saw the landing. We never saw oh. what happened. Literally, he throws him and it goes to a power slap. It's like we didn't get to, to see him land. Yeah, I know everybody watching on Fight saw him land on the security or the, the security guard land on the others. Didn't happen. But you know what? Honestly, it kind of worked in a way. It kind of... Uh, I know it, it was almost an accident, but it was almost one of those like old Nitro-like, we're out of time, we gotta go, folks! 
and Make you didn't get the rolling, baby. Yeah, you didn't get to see the last thing that happened. And so for us, it was like, did this man just like fall to his death? Like what happened? We have no idea because we did not see the uh, the landing of that. We just know that that guy got powerbombed to the outside and dynamite faded out. It like worked in an odd way. And that was dynamite. The ratings are in. How did the show do? Dynamite did a 0.31 rating Wednesday night. It, that's good to bring it in at number two. That's actually one of the highest um, rankings it's had. It was behind. It was ahead of one NBA game and behind another. Um, it was ahead in both viewership and uh, and rating. Um, eighteen to forty nine. Overall viewership was 901,000, so down from last week's 1 million viewership. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, that's that's strong competition from the NBA. And to have beaten an NBA game is actually pretty solid. I, it looks like the, the rating was slightly down to a 0.31, you said? Yes. Last, yeah, last week was a 0.32. Uh, yeah, so, so slightly down um, in the rating. But otherwise, yeah, it... Uh, what game was on at 10.05? That was the Suns and uh, who the hell did the Hawks? Suns play? They played the Hawks last night? Yeah, the yeah because they got squashed. Yeah. That's right. It was the Suns yeah. and the Hawks. Um, so, yeah, they beat the uh, they beat the. So they, so they lost the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn and uh, Boston was the early game, correct? Yeah. Yes. That was a that was a blowout, too. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, though, uh a game that wasn't nationally televised was uh, Golden State and Minnesota, and that went to overtime. And then Golden State proceeded in overtime to score four points and lose. <laughs> like, I, I was like, oh, okay, 110-110 in overtime. Let's see what happens here. And then the game ends 114-119. And I thought, that's it? That's what happened in overtime? So... I suppose either way, uh, no, I mean, that's actually pretty good for them. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good rating. Um, Obviously not doing what Raw is doing in terms of growth uh, year over year, not doing what SmackDown's doing. Uh, But again, um, just looking at it on its own, I think it's good stuff. I I agree with you. And we have Nuggets and Warriors tonight. We'll watch and we're feeling good about that one after. Yes, I will be watching Warriors. Are you kidding me? I will be... (laughs) Front row. I'm not front row. Although I looked at it, actually. It's uh, Thursdays are Nuggets Night Out, where Nugget tickets yeah. include um, a meal and a drink. And so uh, you get like one beer, and uh, which I don't drink, so um, I can give that to somebody. But you get one beer and a full meal along with your ticket. I'm considering going to tonight's game. You should. But I also have a pass meeting I have to go to. So, nah, um, and people don't know what pass meeting is. That is an acronym for Parents of Academically Successful Students. And so, okay, uh, that actually sounds important. I apologize. For <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I missed last month for the Fightful Awards. Actually, so I should probably go to this one this yeah. time. Um, and yeah, I probably won't miss it. So. Well, take take the kids to the basketball game instead, and then it'll be it'll be. Well, a good the cool bonding. thing about pass meetings, as I've uh, mentioned before, for those who know my history with these, um, pass meetings 
they feed your family. Oh, um, well, now they started like a good deal then. Yeah, I know, right? Like in previous years, it was always just like, yeah, we just ordered a bunch of pizzas. Come bring your kids for pizzas, which my kids loved it. This time, uh, last time, I guess, when my wife took the kids, they she was like, they didn't have pizza. They like actually like got catering, which the kids hated. They were <laughs> they were like, nah, we are coming to past meetings because this is where we get pizza. Right. And they're like, what are these sandwiches? We didn't know what sandwiches. We came for pizza and Capri Suns. And instead, you gave us like sandwiches and bottled water. Nobody wants that. So let's see if uh, they they know what to do this time. Anyway, folks, thank you for being a part of today's Day After Dynamite. Guess what, though? You haven't seen the last of me. If you join me in just half an hour on Fightful Select, it's Ask Grap City Day. We're going to be answering your questions, me, Reg, and Phil. Ask us whatever you got. FightfulSelect.com is the way to do that. Think I got all the Humper Chats in. I did. Thank you for being here for Day After Dynamite. Jeremy, anything you want to plug? Uh, speaking of Reg, we have a new show on Fightful Overbooked that is on right after Ask Grap City. So Reg will be jumping from one show to another, just like you are here, Will Washington. Uh, indeed, on Fightful Overbooked with Regis Reg, with Mike, covering the world of independent professional wrestling. That is premiering today on Fightful Overbooked. Go over to Fightful Overbooked. we got a bunch of fun stuff, new content daily, a uh, bunch of fun videos. That's really it. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Yeah, and uh, you guys just snatched Indeed. That's uh, that's always fun. We didn't snatch anything. Please do not put that out there. I'm just we... kidding. I'm just okay. kidding. I don't want that reputation of like In... we went and we Indeed just this... is the no. This is what happened. Indeed <laughs> is the Cody Rhodes of of uh, wrestling podcasts, and that it was uh, one place, and then all of a sudden it disappeared for a few weeks, and all and now it's back uh on indeed a bigger came pl- to us and wanted to join us we did not go to indeed and be like hey can we do you want this platform they they came to us and said hey can we and we were like yes we worked it all up i don't want i do not go to other shows and be like hey come to our platform we'll we'll do better for you no please don't put that out there That's no jeremy lambert he no jeremy is absolutely vince mcmahon and bruce pritchard here uh <laughs> talking to an out of contract cody rhodes Laying all the things out. You're rolling out the red carpet for him. You're giving him all the pyro tonight. (laughs) Going to give him a three three pay-per-view feud with Seth Rollins and the Royal Rumble win? Come on. I I love Cass way too much to be like, I'm taking all your your talent (laughs) and stuff. No, Cass is my guy. This was something that they wanted to do. I said, okay, as long as the proper authorities and parties are noted on this, cool. Uh, All good, but... Cast is my guy. Everyone go check out Body Slam as well. All yeah, this, all off, definitely it. check out Body Slam. Jeremy didn't do anything. <laughs> Thank you. But the <laughs> anyway, folks, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. RIP to the genius, Lanny Puffo. Yes. Have a great day. Peace. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.